Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. The top of page Mem Aleph 41 Last word on the line, so the explanation is, uh, we just said that in order to bring about the, that Hashem, who is infinitely above our world, should listen to our requests of the creations, which are, totally have no comparison to them whatsoever, is through bringing a, this novel gift of nullifying our ego back to Hashem. The explanation is, just like the creation of the of the existence of the world, of the existence, is a lot greater, uh, a lot more amazing feat than the creation of the world of Atzilus, as it's known. Because of the, the novelty within the, in this idea of the creation of the physical being. Because the, the whole idea, like we said, of Atzilus, the highest world, is just a revelation of that which was concealed beforehand. Because the ten spheres, the ten powers, creative powers of Atzilus, from Chochma to Malchus, for at first they were totally absumed and absorbed, subsumed and absorbed within the infinite essence of Hashem, Behelim, in the concealed way. And then they were drawn down from the concealed state to revealed state in the world of Atzilus. This is not a new matter. This is not something novel. Um, so the bringing into being, the emanating of the world of Atzilus is just really a revelation of that which was already concealed. Not something new, not a creation of something new. Whereas the Hishava Sayesh, the creation of the actual uh, existence of the lower worlds, this is like a creation of something from nothing. That is a real Chiddush, a real novelty. As you going to say now, Avalei Sayesh, Chodesh, creating the existence of the worlds, that is, I mean, the lower worlds where they feel themselves separate, they have their own their own independence and their own identity. That, that creation, this is a total novel feat. That before the creation of the existence, there was no existence whatsoever. And when it was brought about, when this creation was brought into being, then it's a total, that is a total new thing, a total novelty. There was no such thing as this physical existence that exists within our world, or even the higher worlds of Yitzira and Bria, which have a feeling of independence, the feeling of a yeshus. There was no such thing as these levels before and within godliness, whereas uh, the level, the idea of Atzilus already existed within godliness in a concealed way, the ten spheres, as explained in other places, the Esospheres Hagnuzes, the ten spheres which were hidden within the Eurian Seif, their source. But Bria Tirasia, uh, which are total real existences, that have, the creations that feel themselves separate from their creator, have the, a feeling of a separate identity, These this never existed before. It's a totally new creation. 
And for that very reason, the creation of the of these lower worlds is a lot more amazing, a lot more wonder, wonder, uh, a lot more um, astonishing than the idea of bringing into being of the world of Atzilus, which is just a revelation of that which is concealed. And that's the reason why David and Melech, King David, would um, praise, would 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 express his praise th- through physical things specifically. Like it says that there are the great hills for the the rams and the and that the um, the the rocks. Or a hiding place for the bunnies, ma rab and how great, how many, how manifold are your works, Hashem? Because this is a lot more uh, amazing, so that's why David Melech would praise Hashem, and um, specifically through the through showing how many physical creations there are. Why wouldn't he praise Hashem? That wow, look, he's created angels, he's created you know spiritual levels and godliness. Because that's not a true chid, it's not a true novel feat. Nothing was really created in the world of Atsilas. It was really just a revelation of that which is concealed. So why did the David Melech praises Hashem and how amazing he, his creation is and the fact that he even created physical beings which are which never existed within their source or totally new beings, a new creation. And uh, because that's a lot more wondrous than creating the spiritual world of Atsilas which is not really a new creation. And now we can bring this idea back, this idea of the novelty, um, uh, the idea of novelty of creation, the physical world specifically, the lower worlds more than the creation of Atsilis. So you can bring this back to the concept of the hayesh, the concept of self-abnegation or nullifying the feeling of ego, nullifying the feeling of separateness from Hashem, so, the nullification of the of the the ego of the physical beings is a lot more amazing and wondrous than the nullification that the levels within the world of Atzilus experience, because it's not really novel for them. Atzilus is anyway so totally close to Hashem. Therefore, for it to nullify itself to Hashem is not a novel feat. Whereas the world, the beings of this world, which feel themselves separate and have something going against them, and yet and yet they overcome that and they do nullify themselves is a lot more amazing, a novel feat. And even more truth, in truth, actually, the idea of nullification of the of the physical being back to Hashem is a lot more amazing, even more than the creation. Of the physical being. The power and the ability that is drawn down to be able to nullify one's own existence, one's ego, uh, his physical existence back to Hashem, the ability to have to, to accomplish that is comes from a lot higher level than the power that creates this physical being. So that's an amazing statement here. That in order to accomplish this idea of nullifying your ego back to Hashem, nullifying your yeshus, your feeling of separateness back to Hashem, the ability to do that comes from a lot higher level in godliness than the ability to create that feeling of separateness. The explanation of this matter is, Tehine Yibahahu Uvda de Rabbi Abchanina Ben Doisa, 
in the story of the Rav Chinina ben Daisa and the Gemara Shahishitu Loi Mina Shamaim Chad Karadadave, that they extended to him from the heavens one foot of the table, a golden foot from the table. Uh, or yeah, boy Rachmi Veshaklu. He 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 asked from he requested from Hashem and he asked for Hashem's mercy to take it back, and they took it back. And the sages say over there that the first uh, the last miracle is a lot greater than the first miracle, meaning the last miracle of the the taking back this golden golden leg of the table is a lot greater than the first miracle of heaven giving that golden leg. To Gemidi, because there we know there's a general rule, Mishmaya Mehav Yavi, Mishkale Shakli. From the heavens they they give, but they do not take. So that is the story. They gave him this golden leg of the table, and he asked them for mercy that they should take it back. And they said this this miracle of ta- of, of heaven taking back the leg is a lot greater than them giving the leg because that is just the way it works. From they give from heaven is always giving over but never taking back. Seemingly this is not understood. The fact that um, from heaven there was given this golden leg of the table, this is a real creation of something from nothing, creating this golden leg of the table from nothing because it's a physical creation. How can, there, how can it be greater, this miracle of them taking back this golden leg from the miracle of them actually giving it and creating it from nothing to something? Seemingly, creation nothing to something is a lot greater than, than uh, taking back that something back to nothing. And now we go into parentheses. See what it says in Tanya in the second part in Shari Chavamuna Perek Beis, in the second chapter. It says, uh, this is a direct quote. If Hashem would have stopped the wind from blowing the sea apart and the splitting of the sea, there was a eastern wind that blew um, the sea so it would stand up like a wall. The water would stand up like a wall opposite of its nature. If Hashem would have stopped that 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 wind for a moment, everything would have came back to its original state. The water would come back um, just flat. And it wouldn't stay. It wouldn't stay up like a wall in a different nature, like a standing upright like a wall. All the more so in the creation of something from nothing, should be stalkless. That if the godly power of the Creator would be removed from the creation, then the creation would return back to total nothingness. So, because they're in order to create this this being of Yesh, the physical creation. It's the same idea. It's a it's a total novel state, just like in order to make the 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 water stand up like a wall and take on a new nature, like the nature of stones that stand up like a wall. You have to constantly create that nature. So too, in order to create a totally new existence, which which is totally is not normal as and it's totally opposite of it of the natural state of existence, which is just total nothingness. In order to make that happen, it has to be a constant creation, a constant power of Hashem pushing that. Existence into actual existence. Hare. Uh, so the conclusion is the Indian is havas upela yeser. The idea of bringing into existence the actual creation is a lot more amazing. Should uh, more amazing than the than the splitting of the sea. Uh, that's why you have to have the the power of the of that which is bringing into this yesh into existence. The godly power bringing the world into existence 
has to t- uh, constantly be within the new creation. So and when the when this power, the godly power, bringing this being into existence is removed, automatically it returns back to being nothingness. to its original state. Ah. So and see if you're here, we see that it's not. It's seemingly it's not such a great wonder. Uh, it's not such a great wonder. The fact that the yesh, the existence, can go back to the ayin, go back to its original state of nothingness. That seemingly is its real state, the real natural state of the creation. If it weren't for Hashem bringing it and pushing it into existence every moment, its natural state would be to turn back to nothingness. Just like in the case of the splitting of the sea, if it wasn't for the wind, then the sea would go back to its original state of just being water flowing downwards. If it wasn't for Hashem's power in creation, then the, the creation will go back to its natural state of ayin, of being nothingness, of being godliness. So how could you say that the, t- the, the taking back the yesh, the creation, back to its source, back to being nothing, is even greater a miracle than creating that something? From Tanya, it seems like, no, in order to constant, to that, for that thing to exist, it has to be, have a constant power, godly power within it. But in order for it to, not to exist, it doesn't require anything. It just remove that power and it goes back to its natural state. So after the parentheses, And if the reason why it's such a miracle for it to make the yesh go, the existence go back to being nothing like its original state, if there, this is an amazing miracle, it's because that there's a general rule that we know just passed down from generation to generation that from, a, from heaven, the, the natural state is that the heaven gives, but it doesn't take back. That's just a general rule, meaning uh, maybe there's no, uh, no explanation to it. So maybe that's the reason why it's an amazing miracle. But This itself, this general rule, it was passed down as a question. Why is it? What's the logic behind that? That it's not natural, so to say, for heaven to take back the creation. So the explanation of the matter is, so similar to the idea of the creation of something from nothing, there exists already also in the higher spiritual levels in the chain in the chain of creation of cause and effect. Um, like we spoke about many times, that the within creation already in, in the different levels of creation. All of the levels relate to them each other in a close way, in a way of cause and effect, in the way that the lower level was produced by the upper level, and the lower level was actually included, absorbed within the higher level beforehand, like um, intellect and emotions, that the intellect give birth, gives birth to the emotions, and the emotions actually existed within the intellect beforehand. So too, Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, uh, Yitzira is, an, is a direct descent from Bria, it already existed within Bria, and also with all the spheres, Chachma, Bina, Das, uh, Chesed, all these levels relate to each other in a very close way of cause and effect, and not in a way which is opposite of the idea of Yashmi Ayin, something from nothing, which has no relationship to each other, the Yash and the Ayin. So, similar to the idea of creation from Yashmi Ayin, something from nothing, is found also in the spiritual levels in the chain of creation of cause and effect, Shaha Alul, the effect is a lot is on a lot lower level than its source than the cause. To the extent that the although the, the effect is actually considered like a physical existence compared to its spiritual to its source. 
But this is all obvious. This is, like we said, all speaking about in the spiritual levels before the creation of our physical world. But nevertheless, the effect, that which comes out, the lower level is actually considered like a physical existence because it's so low compared to its source. And like the example, like I just said, of intellect and emotions, that their relationship with each other is cause and effect, that the emotions are direct birth from the intellect. And when a person thinks in his mind about the good, about how a certain thing is good and how he, uh, it's favorable to him, automatically it's given birth within his heart a love for that, and beforehand, the emotion already existed within his mind, he had a, a intellectual leaning towards that idea, which that's already the idea of emotions within the intellect. So, intellect and emotions relate to each other in a very close way of cause and effect. But nevertheless, the emotions are a totally different um, being than the intellect, a totally different quality um, than intellect. And in their essential existence, the emotions are on a totally, a lot lower level than intellect. So how can we see that? To the extent, like we're going to say, to the extent that the emotions are, like we said, the the effect is like a yesh gashmi, like a physical existence compared to its source. So the imides, even though they have a, have a close relationship with the seichel, to the extent that the seichel gives birth to them, and they were included within the seichel beforehand, nevertheless, they're on a such a lower, a lot lower level than their source, the intellect. Because the emotions are in a way, uh, their, their, their being is that they're felt. It's all about the person's feelings. Their, their essence is not like the essence of the, 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 ref, the total abstract, refined quality of intellect. Even though the emotions are also spiritual, uh, spiritual powers, spiritual um, qualities within this person's soul. And that's why, being that they're also spiritual, they can come in a direct cause and effect relationship with the with the intellect. If they were a totally different being, they were not spiritual anymore. If we're talking about um, an actual physical being, then they wouldn't directly descend from their source and seichel. They're both spiritual beings, therefore they have a relationship. Therefore, the emotions can come from the seichel, even despite their great distance from their great... Um, Difference from the seichel. Nevertheless, the drawing down of the emotions from the intellect is not comparable whatsoever to the cause and effect relationship within intellect itself. That everything within the intellect is all with the same, the same essence, and there's you know refined, abstract quality. But the emotions are totally separate from the world of intellect. They don't have the same refined, abstract quality that the intellect has. And the emotions are almost like a physical existence when you compare them to their source and intellect, being that their quality is so different from intellect because their whole idea is that a, a existence which can be felt Intellect, intellect is something which is not about my feelings. It's something about it's just the the um, objective truth of the matter. Intellect sees things with a clarity that emotions don't. Emotions is already tied to what I feel about something and my ego and my personality, whereas intellect 
is pure. It understands the concept just for what it is, without tainting it with your feelings and your personality. So the difference between the world of intellect and the world of emotions is so big that even though they relate to each other in a very close way, being that they're both spiritual entities that you can't touch, therefore one of them can, uh, emotions can stem from, directly from intellect. Nevertheless, they're two different separate worlds and so far apart that we can say that the emotions are like a physical existence compared to their source and the intellect. And everything in, within intellect, there's different levels in intellect. There's the Chachma, Bina, Das, wisdom, understanding, knowledge, different stages in the intellectual, intellectual process. And that, the, 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 the cause and effect relationship between those is a lot closer because it's all intellectual. It's all, it has the same, the, in the amazing purity and refinement and abstract quality of intellect, whereas emotions have a totally different quality. It already starts to become an existence. The emotion of the feeling of love is something which you can feel. It's something. It's in a different realm. Whereas in intellect, it's not about my feelings. It's something very, very objective and pure. Okay. So Kamoi Kane, and similarly B'machshav of Adibur, we can apply the same idea to thought and speech. Hare loy mi boy oisis Adibur lagabi oisis machshavish hing kigashmi. Not only this, the the letters of speech compared to the letters of thought that the letters of speech are like a physical existence compared to the letters of thought, uh, there's, no, there's no possibility to think or to, um, to think about anything without letters. We think in letters. And we wouldn't be aware of our thoughts if it weren't for letters. Letters are channels which allow the intellectual, um, the, in- the intellect to come to be, to make us aware of our intellectual intellectualizing. When you think about a, a, a deep concept that you were that you try you've been trying to figure out in your mind, you think about it in letters, and that's how you become aware of the whole idea of what you're thinking about. The letters channel to you this this intellectual idea. So even in even in the thought, there's already this idea of letters, and the letters that were in thought end up becoming descending into the actual speech. Just now in the speech, there the letters are felt and they're they take on a real existence. And whereas when they were in your thought, they were totally subsumed. You didn't notice them in the thought. So the letters of speech are like physical existence compared to the letters of thought. Um, but besides that, even the the light which encloses within these letters, the letters of speech and thought, are not is not comparable at all. The intellectual light of, of the soul. That the the light of the intellect, how it exists within thought. The letters of thought is a lot more refined and a lot more abstract and spiritual. To the extent that you can only feel it, you can only feel this intellectual light within yourself when in the letters of thought. You're only, only you are aware of this intellectual idea in your letters of thought. And but when the intellectual idea, the intellectual light descends into the actual letters of speech, then this idea takes on a physical form to it more. To the extent that it can also be felt, this concept now can be felt and and sensed by another person by speaking about the concept to the other person. So the level of the light of the intellect, which is revealed in the letters of thought, is so much more refined and abstract and elevated than the le- than the level of the intellectual light, which is revealed in speech. Speech takes it down to a real physical level into actual physical letters.
Kavoykin, even the Maila, we're going to see Stalshas, the Sphere's Zumi Zoo. Now we'll be able to uh, extrapolate from this and understand also above in the spiritual realms, in the um, chain, chainward, um, the chain like down, downward descent of all the spheres that they descend one from the other, just like a, the links in a chain. Um, like the descent from Chachma Mina to Zah to the Midas of Atzilus, or Mizah from the Midas of Atzilus Lamalchus to the lower sphere of Atzilus Shehein, that the relationship of all these spheres together are all a cause and effect, a very close relationship. Nevertheless, still the the, the relationship between Chachma and Bina to the Midas of Atzilus is not a is not a real close relationship. Just like we said before, in the relationship between Seichel and Midas, it's a two different worlds, intellect and emotions. Vagam, Yedua, it's also known, the Kol Eir Vigili, Harei Yashbait Sir Be'eza Eifin Vigilichul. It's known that any light in any revelation that has a certain form, and in what type of fashion is this? Is it becoming revealed? Anytime you have a revelation, it must mean that there's a form to it. How is it becoming revealed? What type of revelation is it? So there's a form to that revelation, a definition to it. That's here, who b'chinas haglomas ha'erichlu. The form is the is the specific how the how the light is, so to say, becoming revealed, uh, becoming more physicalized, so to say. And they explain another place that this is the idea of the vessels, the vessels of the of the worlds of the spiritual worlds. They are the tzir, the specific form. They create the specific form through the, um, that the light reveals itself through. So the, if you're talking about the kli, the vessel of chesed, of kindness, so the light is totally un, uh, the light of Hashem is totally undefined. It's a revelation of the infinite energy of Hashem, but it's being channeled through the specific form of kindness, the kli of chesed, or the kli of vud, of severity, and that's what's causing the light, the revelation, to take on a certain form. As explained in another place, that the revelation of the light is only through the vessel, the channel. Like I just said, that the, the light, the godly energy, in essence, is actually totally simple without any form. And the form that the light takes on, in what way is it revealed, that is really um, the job of the vessel, the the, the keli, the channel. And the the vessel compared to the godly light is like the is like matter compared to form. There's the matter, there's the simple matter of something like the clay before you before you shape it, and then there's the shaping of that matter. So the the oir is like the uh, simple matter, and the form that this matter takes on is like, that's the kli, the vessel. And now we're on the top of page Membez. Thank you everybody for listening to the new podcast Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb and anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email 
to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelbetgmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.